Mike bringing it in and home with the classic Meredith Brooks. Oh, Bitch. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they don't write them like that they used a, to, man. That was the 90s, baby. <laughs> <coughs> Arguably uh, your favorite decade, I feel like. I think it was. It was good Probably. times. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> dude, I hate to uh, bring it up, man, but... Dude, I just... Uh, speaking of the 90s and growing up, man. Oh, no. Oh, geez. We talked about it uh, last week on... Um, there's no, like, muscle men of today, you know? Right. Like Arnold and Sly. That's right. And then you made a comment. <laughs> yeah. About how it's such a joke. They're coming out with another movie with Sylvester Stallone. You know that's what I mean? right. Like, that's how desperate they are. Wow. And I want to watch Frank. it. I'm going to check it out. Uh, did you check Frank. it out? Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Most watchable movie on Netflix. Right wow. Now. Most watchable Netflix right now. Wow. Tell you right now. It just nostalgia fucking brought you back to like it is a superhero movie, but like and not Marvel bullshit that they've been coming out with for ten years. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of like an original like story, right? It's got a little twist in it, you know. All right, and we are discussing currently the uh, film Samaritan, correct? Samaritan, yes. yeah. All right. Great, great flick, dude. Just kill some time. You know, chill with your girl, watch a movie, drinking beer. You know, it's a good, it's just a good time. Mike great gives movie. it a watchable no grade. Okay, no politics. Watchable. No wokeness, nothing? No wokeness, just a good old Sylvester Stallone flick. You know, got a twist at the end. You know what I mean? Really, really laugh. You know, that uh, M. Night Shumala Faggot, whatever his name yes, is. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Right? Shamalama Ding Dong. Shamalama Ding Dong. Yeah. Did, did, Sylvester Stallone did the opposite. He did 20 years of movies with no twists. And wow. then made a movie with a twist. Wow. <laughs> Sly, you dog. Which was, which was genius, right? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of doing everyone with a twist where it's like, all right, we know what's coming, you know? So you uh you liked the flick? Uh, a shout out to old times, you would say. Slide looks good. I'm gonna, you know, he's got looks good in it. He's got yeah. the beard going. Uh, he's maybe it looks like he picked up a better uh, plastic surgeon. I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, dude. He's got oh, better uh, makeup guy. Better makeup looks like, good. Sure. Um, now let's listen, see listen. Here. Yeah. Is it is it Shakespeare's Hamlet? No. No, it is a Sylvester Stallone film. But one thing I, I think he really always embraced the fact that you know how you always talk about Nick Cage. Yes, huge fan. One thing, one thing that gets me about Nick Cage is he put movies out where he didn't realize he's just Nick Cage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where he like went way beyond what he's actually capable of doing. Right. right. Whereas like Sylvester Stallone just accept, accepted he's sly. You know, years ago, is. yes, right, and Expendables, you know, Rocky, and dude, my favorite made... slime movie of all time, which we are currently about to start living in, uh, Demolition Man. That oh, was def- what a great fucking movie! Maybe, oh my maybe God. his best, in my opinion. 
Is that Wesley Snipes? That's Wesley yes, Snipes, absolutely. Right? Yes. He faces off against Wes- Wesley Snipes, Snipes and uh, Rob Schneider's in it. Rob yeah. Schneider, dude. Sandy Bullock is in it. You know what? You know what? Rob Reiner, you're just a fat, no hack talent version <laughs> of Rob Schneider. <laughs> You're the worst of the two Robs. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, you're the worst of the Robs. <laughs> yeah, what a great movie, Demolition Man. So this sounds good. You know me; yeah, I the, love a good action. I gotta flick. tell you, this is now that you mentioned it. This is a demo. This is 2022 Demolition Man, and it sounds like it's got like a he's got a kid with him. So 13 year old Sam suspects that his mysterious and reclusive neighbor, Mr. Smith, is actually a legend hiding in plain sight. 20 years ago, Granite City's super-powered vigilante, Samaritan, was reported dead after a fiery warehouse battle with his rival, Nemesis. Ooh, yeah. Most believe Samaritan perished in the fire, but some in the city, like Sam, have hoped that he is still alive. With crime on the rise and the city on the brink of chaos, Sam makes it his mission to coax his neighbor out of hiding to save the city from ruin. Yeah, I'm in. So good. Dude, All it's right. good, man. It'll, 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 it'll uh, suck you in, you know? And here's my favorite part. You know me. This is my big rag on movies these days. Runtime for this film, folks. One hour and 39 minutes. Thank you. 90 minutes, dude. Thank I, I forgot that that's the right. It's a perfect thank time. you. That's yes. a great little flick. I can handle you know that. What, you know what really gets me on the watchable, unwatchable, right? Is when you watch it with a girl. Yes. And there was enough moments, enough time throughout the movie where she actually got sucked in. All long right. Enough that I could nice. listen to the dialogue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's why. It's not only watchable, it's watchable with a girl. Wow, so the girlfriend yeah. puts down the TikTok for enough time to uh, watch right. the movie. All right. Okay. Stop, oh, she stopped talking enough to actually, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dennis Leary. Man, Eric, I was, think, I was trying to think who the guy in Demolition Man was. Dennis Leary's in it, too. He's wow. the guy underground. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Eric, man, always coming he, in with the deep. He cut. is the guy for underground. those listening to just the podcast. You can listen to us live on Podbeam and help us out like Eric does <laughs> <laughs> with the info in real time. Uh, yeah, Dennis Leary's call. fantastic, yeah. and that's great. And then they uh, combine if forces. I wanna, if I want to drive a car, drink a beer, <laughs> that's such a good. Part. Dude, he goes down, he eats the rat burger. It's great yeah. stuff, dude. This is, it's my favorite movie, honestly. Not my favorite movie. Yeah. Top three. Right underneath uh, Back on the to Rushmore. the Future 2. It's on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> but yeah, dude, great flick. And now I'm glad I have another Sly Stallone movie. Have you been, have you been to uh, uh, Taco Bell Cantina's? So I have not, but I, I hear this is just like from... Uh, Demolition Man, essentially, where it's like the fancy Taco Bell. Oh, it's it's Demolition Man can't come true. Yes, we're living in it. It's like the one thing we adapted from future movies where we're like, yeah, we're going to have the real fancy Taco Bell. <laughs> no flying yeah. cars, no time machines. Uh, no running man. No running man. We got the fancy Taco Bell. That's the one future <laughs> prediction we got. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like going into a coma in nineteen like eighty nine? You know, or no oh, wait, when did they make this movie? Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. You wake up twenty years later and you're just like, do we have flying cars? No. Wait, mm-hmm. what came true? Demolition man. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> gone to mars i haven't even been back to the moon (laughs) (laughs) what have you done (laughs) did we at least defeat russia no they're back they're bigger than ever (laughs) we had a whole war with the middle east we lost now we're back to losing to russia Since you've been gone, we took over Afghanistan and then lost it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a spectacular defeat. Ru- Russia, Soviet <laughs> Union fell, Russia came back, and uh, here we are. Yeah, this is good times. They now control the world economy, apparently. What uh, <laughs> a good joke. That's right. We're going back to the moon, I think, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. We'll have a full report on it, folks, on Tuesday's episode. Yeah. Well, you know what's gonna Are happen. Are we going back? I mean, you kind of gotta go to go back, you know. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, that's right. You gotta go the first time. Hey, oh, we could just say we're going, you know. You could tell us the truth. Come on, we know. Hey guys, we're going back. Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a flat disc. Prove me wrong. But uh, we'll we'll have a full report on it. Moon theory, yeah. It's be really funny to see the picture of Bob putting the fake footprints of Neil Armstrong on the moon. Dude, I, <laughs> I think we're put, I think we're sending people back. I think that's what they're uh, talking about doing. What? People back to the moon? Yeah, you guys sending people? Yeah. How come China hasn't done that? I that's what I always think about. Nobody else has. Right. We must already be there. Or we have a system in space that, that like, you can't pass it. Like, you try, we'll shoot you down. You're talking about the Van Allen belt, or what is it? Not the Van Allen. Um... No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, maybe, I'm talking about we have satellites that will shoot you down if you try to go to Oh, the... absolutely. Well, now right. you're, Mike, you're on my. Yeah, because it's like, it's Bold not even, now. it's, <laughs> so it's not even a question. It is open, it's open information, it's fact like we have, there were there were missions where like we set up, uh, yes, like, like like satellite arrays and everything, all these things on the moon. I firmly believe we have completely armed space, and we dominate space, and that's why nothing changes down here. Yeah, dude. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is like, if you can go online and find like, oh yeah, they have these satellites that we put on the moon, right? Or they yeah. have these, uh. Yeah, these little set, these little um, like satellite dishes that they put on the moon. Sure. So, Frank, if you and you're like, if you're a teacher in your third grade class, you guys want to do a really cool experiment, right? You could, you could send up this signal via your cell phone to the moon, and it'll bounce off the satellite, and they'll send you a text, and then you guys could calculate the time, and based off the time and the speed, you could actually figure out the distance to the moon. 
Well, that's pretty cool. Right? Yeah, that's wild. It's, re- it's really cool, right? And the yeah. fact that, like, they have that and they're telling you they have that. Like, you mean to tell me you guys don't have a satellite right next to that one that I can ping? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's that one right next to that that could, like, launch a missile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're doing that and you're telling me about that, you guys are so far beyond that weaponry-wise. Like, also, are we like? Can we start admitting that Elon works with the weapon, like the with our military and stuff? Like the guys doing Starlink and shit. There's no way this guy is not involved with what we're doing in a weapons-based way in space. Come on. Yeah, he must be. Yeah, because if you're doing Starlink for civilians, that means the military is already set up. Yes. So, because, yeah, it's how it has to be. Or it's it's already been set up for 20 years. There's something else going on. I mean, it has to be. Like, Elon, I... Elon's such a weird dude. He's this provocateur, and he, like, has all this money, and he dominates all these industries... But what's weirdest about him is the space industry, because honestly, in order to be involved in the space industry, you must be involved with the weapons industry. That's what I'm thinking. We arm space. That's what we're doing. Yeah, because the thing is, is it's really his... There's no way he could have a better propulsion system than the military without what I'm saying. Elon's got without them immediately like seizing the technology or at least shutting it from you know what I mean? Elon's got all this fucking money, dude, and he's creating these super electric cars and he's got these spaceships that can fly up and then land and all he's definitely working then with our military. He has to be. There's and I don't see a difference between NASA, whatever NASA is. I think there's this front NASA that exists to cover yeah, for fake, dude. It's and fake. and Elon. You know, either he's fake and he's just working with fake NASA, right? Or he's behind the scenes actually, you know, working well, just, with the U.S. Defense you, uh, Department. You know, this is like what they can show you. So you have this museum, everybody can go look at the ships, you know what I mean? And Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. when, when we tell you, you know, we're going to build this thing that goes to the moon, it's going to cost us $900 trillion. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But really, you know, they spent a billion on the ship that you see on TV, and there's so many things behind the scenes you don't know about. Remember that thing that like the carrier. Remember we were at the we went. Remember we went to the NASA thing in Florida. Yeah, and they were like the carrier. It carry <laughs> it carries the spaceship to the launch pad. <laughs> it costs nine hundred billion dollars. <laughs> you spend nine hundred billion dollars just to move it to the launch pad. Yeah, that's like, wild. It probably would have been cheaper just to build it on the launch pad, right? Probably. Or maybe this thing didn't cost you nine hundred billion and. You know, it cost you two hundred billion to build this thing that you didn't really need, but you you designed this so you needed it so that you could spend nine hundred billion, and it gave you a seven hundred billion window. You know, exactly, and a cover you can so. shoot it off with all the cameras pointed at it. 
And then in the cover of night, on a you know, in another part of the country, you can shoot off your real stuff. It doesn't even have to be at night, dude. You can do it in the middle. Of the, there's so many places in the in the country that there's nobody. Oh, Colorado! <laughs> come go. out to Colorado, Mike. They're doing it out here, no doubt. Yeah, you can do it in the mountains, anywhere you want. And nobody would know what the fuck you're doing. Pretty wild. Yeah. Oh well, that's that's my stuff on. Uh, that's why I don't trust Elon. Elon's up to no good. I'm telling you. I've been yeah, saying I this don't since trust day one. That gets there. You, there's no way they let you get there. You know. Without you agreeing. You mean they're like the top? That level. Yeah. Like he's not on our side. He's on the side of the government and the elite. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. If he wasn't, they would kill him. (laughs) That's right. That's right, dude. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah, it really is. And that's how they keep everybody in line, as you you know they're going to kill you. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Everybody... Everybody thinks that, like, you become president, you know, the secrets of aliens and everything. And I don't think it's that at all. <laughs> you know, I think they they pull you into a room with 12 monitors and it's just everybody you've ever loved with the fucking laser pointed at their head. <laughs> They're like, you know, do the wrong thing. And it's not just you. I feel like they don't even have to tell the presidents anything, honestly. You know, they just get like uh, a little bit of info, and then it's need to know basis. And yeah, no, nah, I are... think you gotta. I think I think if you be like if you become president, it's like your whole bloodline's at at risk now. Right, but you, you know do you I mean? think you are you have access as president to incredible amounts of classified information? You have access to everything. Hmm. So then and if, that's why and that's why if you go too far out the line, I don't I think Trump proved that there's more than just your life on the line. It's like we're going to wipe out your whole bloodline. Wow. You know what I mean? Interesting. Your inheritance yeah. will just go to the government because there'll be nobody left to give it to. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> well, that kind of makes all of this uh, make more sense with the raid that's going on with Trump. Did you have you been following up on it at all? <clears throat> I've been trying to, but there's literally nothing to follow. Mike, come they, on, they, dude. You're not into it. They found nothing. Oh, they found okay. nothing. Mike, that's poopy cock. Get out of here. I'm with Johnson in New York, and we're coming on the air because <laughs> the Department of Justice has just released the redacted affidavit that the government used to justify its search of former President Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago. Again, these documents just coming out. You can see right there on your screen many portions of this heavily redacted. But we are getting some revealing information. So let's bring in our chief Washington correspondent, Jonathan Carl, and our chief justice correspondent, <laughs> Pierre Thomas. Both of them will help break this all down. Two correspondents. Let's start with you because you <laughs> right, are getting some be important information oh, as it relates to it's probable hot. cause. With the affidavit <laughs> is heavily redacted. Large portions are blacked out to protect witnesses and where the investigation is headed. But a newly released document with the affidavit makes clear that the investigation is ongoing and active, noting it that there are, quote, multiple civilian witnesses that need to be protected from intimidation or retaliation. But the main thing that the affidavit does is walk us through how this investigation unfolded. First, the National Archives in 2021 learned that there were a significant number of missing presidential records from the Trump administration. As a result of negotiations with President Trump, 15 boxes were sent from Mar-a-Lago to the National Archives in January of this year. What they found was deeply disturbing. 
highly classified materials. National Archives officials were so concerned that they turned over the boxes to the FBI this past May. We have a breakdown of what was in those boxes. There were 184 documents marked classified, among them 92 secret and 25 top secret. And there were other documents, apparently even more sensitive, including one that involved secrets designed to protect clandestine sources. Another highly classified document involved national defense. The affidavit makes clear that the FBI found probable cause to believe there were additional documents at Mar-a-Lago which potentially impacted national security. The affidavit also claims there was probable cause to believe there was evidence of, of obstruction of justice at Mar-a-Lago. Federal authorities believe they found the missing documents that they were looking for, and now they're urgently trying to protect these witnesses and the information. Whit? Pierre, thank you. And stand by for us as we uh, walk through this. Yeah. I didn't get the second guy. It wasn't as interesting, but... Yeah, dude, what the fuck? You guys found nothing. Nothing. It's nothing, dude. It's a national hunt. security? Dude, 18-month-old top-secret information about national security is useless. Pretty weird, right? Why did it's, they do this? <laughs> it's, it's very silly. It's it, what's more silly is these guys like getting really serious and talking very seriously about it on legacy media, and they're like, "This is serious." <laughs> no, yeah, dude, no, because they think they they're saying he's going to get indicted. Yeah, he's gonna get indicted. Yeah, they dude, Rob Reiner thinks Trump's going to jail. Yeah, why? For just, what? Just fucking for what, dude? For taking secret documents from the White House. <laughs> it's unbelievable dude that is the most unbelievable thing that's what you guys are that's the hill you're gonna die on here that's what you think is gonna win you the next election it's vote for this old man because the other guy took some documents home yep that's right weird i don't i don't get it you know it's kind of like do you know what it reminds me of butter emails the what butter emails yeah it reminds me of her of hillary clinton's emails there was this obsession with her emails and i get it i i totally do but it seemed silly from the passive ob yes. observer from the non-political loon it was kind of a silly thing for the Republicans to chase after Hillary, Hillary over those emails. If now, you were in the middle, you looked at them like, "What are you doing? You have better things to." Don't we have better things? Yeah, don't we have better things to deal with in this country? And so I think this yeah. is the reverse, but almost the same thing. And they're doing it with Trump. These boxes with redacted information and what have you. I, this is the Hillary Clinton emails. And right. it's going to push people to the right. You're right. You sound crazy. Yeah, and we don't care. And literally nobody cares. Nobody cares. 
You know, I, I'm, I'm more worried about the fact that the economy is we're at all time inflation and you're pumping trillions of dollars into the economy still. It's Why? not only that your transportation Why? secretary took two months off to breastfeed his newborn adopted kids. <laughs> and then meanwhile, my flight didn't exist, even though we booked it. And by the way, Mike, when I when we ran, we sprinted this entire stretch to get to this uh, flight that that wasn't even there. Uh when we got there, I screamed fuck out loud, right? Because I just ran like a mile. And uh, and then I said, fuck you, Pete Buttigieg, out loud. Buttigieg, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I literally out loud blamed Pete Buttigieg. Democrats, if you want to know why your poll numbers are actually in the toilet and why people aren't going to vote for you this next election cycle, it's because I can't even make a flight. Yeah. You screwed my weekend, and I blame you, guys, you Pete Buttigieg. You guys think abortion is going to save you? Abortion costs $500. I can't even afford the abortion if you make it legal, because you guys have been fl- I can't afford eggs. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys have drained my savings. I don't even have the money for the abortion anymore. It's crazy. It's really, really crazy. So... They're raiding after Trump. It is, in my opinion, again, the Hillary emails uh, of the the Democrats. It's very silly, and I don't think... I think it's turning off voters even further. Uh, Well, we said it before, the Jan 6th is Benghazi. Yes, very... It's the Benghazi of the left. Absolutely. Nobody really cares, except your extreme base. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, like I, n- I never once voted based off of Benghazi. It never changed my vote, and Jan Six is not going to change anybody's vote. Well, they have only one way to change people's vote, Mike. Uh, you got to get Joe out there. President Biden is going on the offensive as the crucial midterm elections approach. During a Democratic (laughs) rally in Maryland last night, he put abortion rights front and center, and he criticized Trump supporters, calling, quote, MAGA Republicans a threat to our very democracy, close quote. Nancy Cordes is at the White House for us. Nancy, this is a decision by the Biden team. Good morning. It sure is, Tony. This was a speech designed to fire up the Democratic base in advance of the November midterm elections. And President Biden went aggressively after the Trump movement, laying out what he says is on the line in these elections. We'll codify Roe v. Wade. Testing out no, some won't. campaign themes, President <laughs> Biden you already have the power night, to, argued women's reproductive <laughs> rights are at stake this November. There's a race to pass the most restrictive abortion limitations imaginable, even without exception for rape or incest. If the MAGA Republicans win control of the Congress, it won't matter where you live. Women won't have the right to choose anywhere. MAGA Republicans don't have a clue about the power of women. Let me tell you something. They are about to find out. Uh-oh. In ramped up political rhetoric, the president <laughs> took aim at Trump followers, especially those Frank. in office. I've tried to rape many a woman. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter included. And the power of these women. You're about to find out, Jack. You're about to find out. I was going to say to you, like, listen here, Corn Pop. <laughs> like, you got. 
Joe Biden. When Corn Pop beat me, <laughs> I sent my daughter Ashley. She beat me in the shower. Okay. Maybe she could beat Corn Pop. Oh my god. <laughs> and off YouTube. Nice. Oh, the FBI's at my door. I gotta hey, go. Goodbye, uh, folks. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't have a bi- uh, diary. <laughs> no diary. No diary. Uh, Joe Biden also, like Republicans, doesn't know anything about women because he loves little girls. Uh, you know, he loves to sniff yeah. their hair. That's all he knows. A woman. What is that, like a like a girl after 18? Yeah. Is that one of them large girls? Never touch one. <laughs> yeah, man. He doesn't know anything about a, women, man. What is a woman? Yeah. Oh, that's... That's what my girlfriends eventually grow up to be. That's right. <laughs> you know Joe Biden's favorite movie, right? What? Little Women. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He's right there for you. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> In this moment, those of you who love this country, Democrats, Independents, Mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. With just Uh. over 10 weeks to go before midterm elections, President Biden and his party are looking to capitalize on a series of recent policy wins, including the health care and climate change law, gun reform. Hold on, stop right there, stop right there, stop right there. (laughs) Do you remember when it was called the Inflation Reduction Bill? Did they, wait, did they kill that? Wait, did I miss that? That's what she's talking about right there. What? Oh my no, god, you didn't just, catch no, that? that? I thought that's why you picked this clip. No, that just slipped my, oh my mind god. on that. Frank, this wow. is the greatest part of it. This is the greatest thing in the world. Rebrand. Do you know, oh do you my re- god. Yeah, it's a refresh. Oh. They, just, they just did a refresh to be fresh, right? Be, it's a subway switchover, dude. <laughs> they did the subway switch. It's a fucking refresh. <laughs> the uh, the the inflation reduction bill turned out to not reduce inflation at all. It actually might increase it a little bit over the next couple of years. Wonderful. So they're now calling it the climate change healthcare bill. Yes. Okay. Th- I, well, that's what she just. Talked okay. About. No, that's why I connected in my brain because we did play a clip a few episodes ago where they ref- they remember I asked you like what is this bill called because they did the. Inflation reduction, healthcare, <laughs> climate change bill. They like said it all in one giant sentence, and it didn't make any sense. Right. It, well, now they just dropped the inflation yeah. They altogether. trimmed it. Okay. We don't even want you to think about inflation. Just think about the healthcare and the climate, Frank. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give it to them, man. They know how to rebrand. Oh they man, they know how to rebrand. They have a good production team, no doubt They'll about it. They'll sell you the same spatula with four different names. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get these guys a shark tank. Student loan forgiveness plan. It's completely unfair. Which Republican lawmakers slammed Thursday. For our government just to say, you know, okay, 
well, your debt is completely forgiven. Obviously, they have an agenda for that. They need votes in November. The White House Twitter account went on the offensive, calling out Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene by name for criticizing student loan forgiveness, even after their own pandemic-era business loans, known as PPP, were forgiven by the government. Wow. So there you have it. Um, it seems like the Democrats keep giving out handouts and freebies to the people who need it the least. <laughs> the least, dude, I know. And then, and yeah. then what happens in the end? You get Nina Turner tweeting how you guys are a bunch of racists. This is an amazing platform the Democrats are pushing for right now. The best part is you guys, to your own base, you haven't gone far enough. I know. You won nobody. <laughs> That's right. You won nobody. It's freaking crazy, right? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> campaign Joe though. He's back. Did you notice? Not to mention, so, I meant to mention the Democratic Party, man. You're starting to run parallel with the Catholic Church here. It's not so cool. looking good, <laughs> you know. It's rough look. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a rough look. <laughs> there seems to be. There seems to be there's a string of pedophilia in your ranks. Yeah, know, wow, man. yeah, there's a lot going on there. And I, you know, it it's really weird to me that they're just rapid fire passing all this stuff and it's like amazingly unpopular with, I would, I'm just gonna say independents, right? People in the middle, uh, they, they're just ignoring people in the middle at this point and pandering specifically to their base where they already have the votes and i think that's the uh i think that's the trump effect because i don't think they realize like trump won because he was able to capture a piece of the middle while being extreme you know what i mean for sure where your extreme is not appealing to anybody in the middle. Because his extreme... For all of the right-wing, right-wing rhetoric around Donald Trump, mm-hmm. what, I think what really makes him successful is that the only thing he ever really went extreme on is America. And America first. And I just don't think that's a losing stance, right? America first now sounds a little bit better than give away our oil and have nothing. To everybody. (laughs) But not only that, it wasn't like he came in and went super evangelical or Christian right. You know what I mean? Like They tried to make him out as that super Nazi right, you know, fascist and everything. And he really wasn't. His For all of his, his flaws and everything, the things he went very hard on and very extreme were American, you know, energy independence. And yeah. He had a lot of people that he brought into his cabinet that that came from, you know, major uh, sectors of the economy. And I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, he had a lot of flaws, but that was one thing that you got to give to him, right? The, you know, Joe Biden's administration, you know, the, your extreme is like America sucks and racist. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'll man. take the guy who's extreme is America first over that. Right? 100%. And also, you brought this up before, too, but like, I didn't know who Trump's uh, transportation secretary was because, you know, my flights were on time. 
and uh, gas gas didn't bother me. You know, the price of gas was all right. And so now here I am. But you and, knew that he called the reporter. You knew that Donald Trump called the reporter a dog face. Yes, but maybe well deserved. You never know. Like, uh, well, it was, yeah. ah, it was deserved. My point is, Donald. Trump, you know what the job of the president is to be the face, to be out there. All the heat. Should, the only person I should know is you, right? Yeah, I should only be talking about you, Biden, right? Exactly. But no, you're you're passing the buck off to everybody around you. So that's why we're talking about Pete Buttigieg, right? One hundred percent, dude. Exactly. In fact, Joe like if Biden's- transportation was bad under Trump, you could blame Trump. Because it was like, this is your guy. This is transportation's bad right now. I have to blame Buddha Judge. I'm not going to blame my grandpa Joe, who likes chocolate, chocolate chip. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> God loves ice cream, man. Loves it. <laughs> he loves ice cream and he wears sunglasses. It's yes. just like you, Frank. Yeah, Aviator Joe, of course, man. Come on, Jack. Ah, Frank, he keeps a rusty knife on the rain barrel, just like you. <laughs> you know? Well, Joe. different than you, man. <laughs> did you catch he him in the... that knife off the rusty rain barrel <laughs> one blade at a time, you know? He's doing the yelling thing now where he, uh, like, a lot more. Have you noticed this with his speech? Like, uh, when he goes out there in these uh, campaigns or whatever these are, he he's he gets, like, really low and into the microphone and, like, starts yelling it's really weird yeah it's because he can't no one says it's because he can't like regulate emotion yeah he's got dementia right yeah yeah so he's getting lost elder abuse it's so sad that's why i try to i refrain as much as i can from joe biden stuff which is why i think the his administration also refrains from as much joe biden stuff as dude i googled up uh kamala harris this weekend she's gone I told you they buried her in a shed underground miles and miles below some freaking bomb shelter, dude. It's crazy. She's gone. You know what's really funny is you're hearing it more and more from people on the left that, uh, dude, Joe Biden, Joe Biden might run again. I don't just so they don't have to support Kamala Harris. I don't think he's. uh, There's no way, dude. How you? How do you have a heart? How are you going to tell her not to run? She's the vice president. If he leaves, if he doesn't run. She should be the next one. Uh, it's going to be Newsom v. DeSantis, I'm telling you. Do you know how I know, Mike? How? Newsom is donating money to the guy running against DeSantis right now. California Governor Gavin Newsom makes a major campaign donation in Florida. Governor Newsom donating $100,000 to Democrat Charlie Crist, who is challenging incumbent Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. Of course, DeSantis has become one of Newsom's biggest political rivals. In downtown L.A. earlier today, I was with Governor Newsom, and we asked him about why he's getting involved in another state's politics. I like Charlie Chris, and I, I, I don't like bullies. You want to ask what my why is in life? I don't like bullies. I don't like people that demean people. I don't like people that talk down to people. I remember growing up, and folks would have their mouths washed out with soap if they talked like this. I got four kids. I don't want these guys being models. 
You're attacking LGBT community. You're attacking women. I hope others of you send money to send a message that uh, if that's the future of the damn Republican Party, this country's in real trouble. Yeah. Dude, he's... Remember the commercial he made? So when I was in school... The bully was the guy who was sitting at the cafe, who's sitting at the table with all of his friends eating. Yeah, and they told you that you couldn't come in, right? Wow, kind of like a governor eating at French Laundry, telling you you need to stay in your home. Absolutely. So, I don't know who the bully is here, but the guy who's telling you you won't lose your job for refusing a shot, the guy who's telling you we're not going to shut down your company over a fake pandemic Uh, that guy's not the bully you know as a matter of fact the guy in california (laughs) american psycho yeah the guy in california who's trying to impose his beliefs on a state that doesn't want them by you know throwing as much money as he can that kind of sounds like the bully oh yeah definitely Gavin I don't Newsom. know, man. I don't think Oof. do they not realize that you guys keep sounding and looking like the bad guy here? Yes, you know, Gavin Newsom is the bad I guy. Forgot what, I, I, <laughs> I forgot what Bob said about somebody. Oh, Hillary Clinton, right? Yeah, or not Hillary Clinton. No, no, it was, I forgot what they said. Some, it was something, and I just said something, and I go, you know, I bet you hate Ted Cruz, and she right <laughs> away gave that like disgusted face, you know, right. And I go, yeah, you know, he's got an actual, he's got a pretty successful podcast, right? Yeah. And you could go listen to it. It's a good show. He's very intelligent. And even if you don't agree with him, it's, it's, it's a well thought out, it's a thought, you know, it's like every one of your, every one of your top Democrats has tried to do a podcast. Oh, that's what Obama they were so desperate. They got Obama and Bruce Springsteen. Renegades, man. Renegades. You know what my mom said? Never even heard of it. Yeah, that's how bad it was. You guys, there's no politician you love more than Obama. There's no songwriter, artist, performer you love more than Bruce Springsteen. Right. And you didn't even, you know and looked up and listened to Joe Rogan. But you have no, you didn't know about their podcast. Yeah, you know man. what I mean. Yeah, like that's how bad it was. Renegades, okay. man. So maybe that's because uh, Obama and Bruce Springsteen sound great in thirty second clips on MSNBC. Right. Yes. Right. But when you sit down and listen to an hour, Ted Cruz will take your attention and take you to a place you never thought you'd go. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Intellectually, right? And like. Obama and Bruce Springsteen can't. Yeah, because they're just talking about how great they are. Nobody wants to listen about... <laughs> is that what it is? Yes, that's all. Have you not yeah. listened to Renegades? Is it the ego? Well, yeah, because I don't want to hear... Obama's all about how awesome he is. That's his whole thing. And same with... Bru- hmm. I, it's t- I, don't, I don't think people... Do you think that has something to do with, like, Ted Cruz's show is good because he's literally, like... Dude, this guy made it to Harvard Law. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, right. He's, he's a Harvard guy. Law graduate. Yeah. Like, but he just gets shit on by, like, the dumbest trailer trash in the world. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 
do you think that's what gives him like he that obviously like do you think that's what gives him the character to have a show and when you're just a guy like Obama who could do nothing wrong I think you have to be flawed to be interesting and I think that Obama is boring he always was that was kind of his gag that he was a boring dude and he he was boring to listen to quite frankly you know trump coming in the scene was kind of refreshing because you you know you didn't know what he was going to say <laughs> and that's but true. it was it, always interesting man it's always fascinating and that's great you know who was like that too uh bush Thank you.